Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Wheeler, Cycle, Line A, scores! I don't believe my eyes. Wheeler gets a hat trick. Oh my goodness. It's a big Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Another episode of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, is underway. And as we have throughout a number of episodes, we're in a slightly different location this time. We are back, uh, back in the home province of Manitoba, but uh, with an off day for the team, coming off a, a week-long or eight-day road trip. This time we're doing it at, it's Tyler and I. Hello. At my place. Yep. Yes. So if you hear any dogs barking because a parcel comes to the door or something, we apologize. But that's where we're at. The dog's <laughs> really cute, if that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, named Jet. But that's because he's he's black in color, so we're going with Jet Black here. Although, I will say, when I do take him out for a walk, and I've got my like a Winnipeg Jets toque on and a Winnipeg Jets jacket, and then sometimes even Jets sweatpants, and people ask me what the name of, of uh, my dog is, and I say Jet. Sometimes you get a, a little bit of a look like this guy. You need to go shopping more. <laughs> I think that's what we've learned here. <laughs> uh, just got back from the road trip, as I mentioned, Tyler. Uh, a week-long four-game trip that saw the Jets play, uh, I mean, three teams that were currently in playoff positions. The only one that wasn't was the Columbus Blue Jackets, so they were kind of fighting for uh, a playoff spot, just kind of high level, just kind of what kinds of stuff uh, sticks out to you from the road trip. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Blake Wheeler said it best, you know, 500, you know, kind of shrug your shoulders and go, okay, yeah. not not terrible, not not great either. But um, I definitely, I like the, the games from the Winnipeg Jets. I know they didn't love their game against Tampa, but I think it, it was a closer game than what the score had indicated. Uh, kicking things off in Columbus, I thought Columbus was a really hungry team. And one of the themes that's been talked about is matching the intensity of these desperate teams who are fighting for their playoff lives. And I thought the Jets really did a good job of not only matching that, but then snuffing it out and then transitioning into that Tampa game. Uh, we don't need to go into it too too deep, but like I said, I thought I, I liked the game the guys played for, for a good chunk of that. Uh, the Carolina game, that one was one we I was not expecting. Yeah, me either. Uh, putting up an eight spot now score effects being what they are. It, it wasn't a, you know, eight, one is eight, one is eight, one, I suppose, but, yeah. uh, definitely, a, a great effort by the Winnipeg Jets. Good goaltending from Lauren Bourseois. Uh, the, the part of the game that really stuck out to me in Carolina was they go up, I believe it was three, nothing. And then Carolina had their push and I, I thought the Jets weathered that, storm Ooh, nice. <laughs> really well and uh and then poured it on uh into the second and third period and and then uh obviously mon or sunday night's game in tampa or in uh, washington uh i thought that was one of the best games the winnipeg jets played all season long and like we talked about before we started recording it's just one of those that'll happen and yeah. I, I have a feeling the hockey gods will write that ship <laughs> at some point because Carl Hagelin's hit on Mark Shelley was not received well um, by many, and he guy comes out of the box and scores the game-winning goal. So that's a tough pill to swallow, a uh, little deflating. Um, but, Mitch, what were your thoughts on uh, the game in Washington last well, night? Well, was, it was interesting because I thought Brian Little actually 
his comments kind of um, echoed kind of what I think I would be feeling if I was in their situation. You kind of come into Washington playing against the defending Stanley Cup champs, and at that point, uh, we're leading the Metropolitan Division. I believe they still are as we record this uh, this podcast. And you're going in there, you're sitting two and one on the road trip, and you put forth this fantastic effort, especially five on five. I thought they were they were really good. They were really good on the penalty kill. Power play was something that they all to a man after the game kind of lamented like that that was kind of where the opportunity really was uh you shoot washington 34 to 18 you do a number of things really well and then don't get the reward that so brian little just kind of said you know that that's what probably stings the most is you come in two and one you have a chance to go three and one on a really difficult road trip you end up two and two so it's it's a little bit bitter and of course there was the goal that wasn't or maybe was or could have been yep. uh, that did involve Brian Little and Adam Lowry. So that was one that Paul Maurice just kind of said would be something he would challenge over and over again just to to try. I believe what Paul Maurice said after the game was he thought the puck was in prior to a lot of the pushing. It's just yep. that when, when Phoenix Copley got up, uh, after he was kind of shoved into the net by the uh, the way the officials saw it, uh, that's what kind of led to the to the goaltender interference. But it was when Copley got up and the puck was in the net that Paul Maurice thought it had already been in there. So that was a tough break to go against the Jets. And then, of course, uh, Washington gets the the empty netter late and final score being 3-1. But one of the good things that kind of does come out of a road trip like that, you've come off the trade deadline, you play a, a couple of games at home, and then you head out on the road. And I thought it was interesting in Carolina uh, after the game where – Kevin Hayes, Nikolai Ehlers, and, and Kyle Connor uh, were a forward line and played very, very well yep. uh, throughout that game. Both, uh, actually, well, Hayes, Ehlers, they both score. Kyle Connor gets one on the power play late. You know, that line was was all over the ice. And he said something interesting. It was just the fact that in the Eastern Conference, you're so close together in terms of proximity to the teams that you play the most often that really you only have a couple of extended road trips where you go out to Western Canada or to California. He said this road trip was really good for him personally, just because he was able to get to know some of these guys a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think getting to know the guys off the ice uh, translates onto the ice. And, and like you said, uh, they were that trio was a force against Carolina. And, and I thought they were really good against Washington, too. And, and on the trip as a whole, I thought they were good. The thing that really impresses me about Kevin Hayes, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but his ability to sort of make something out of nothing and make that play when you're when you thought he was completely down and out I know the the one goal against Carolina where he was being pressured by the defenseman and he waited until the one defenseman had turned his head so that he doesn't see Ehlers and then Boomy makes the pass and it's in the back of the net and I, I just thought he's, his playmaking playmaking ability is is superb and uh, he's got a heavy shot too. He let one go in against Washington and Phoenix Copley uh, balled it a bit. So um, definitely very impressive. And yeah, definitely some interesting comments from him about the road trips when you're in the East. So get ready. We got uh, or the Jets have two more left to go and they're That's not true. easy ones either. Yeah. And I mean, it was interesting because the more you watch Kevin Hayes, the more I think you kind of start to appreciate what he brings to the table really good in the faceoff dot and then just I've I've found very good with his stick whether it's defensively yep. or even in the faceoff dot there's been a couple times where it looks like he's going to go in and try to win it on the backhand that all of a sudden he just almost tightens up uh the the distance between his hands and then swings his hips and pivots and all of a sudden he's won the draw on the forehand mm-hmm. and he's done that a couple of times and I don't know if it's something that 
he's done throughout his career. I think to be able to be that good at it, it's something you've done pretty frequently. Oh, but I would guess. that's definitely something that stands out uh, to me. Obviously, a, a three-game homestand coming up for the Jets uh, after that road trip, and you mentioned it doesn't get a whole lot easier. You got San Jose for the third and final time uh, during the regular season. You got Boston, who just had an eight, I believe it was 18 19. game, 19, they did get to 19, 19 game point streak snapped by the Pittsburgh Penguins not too long ago. So they almost, they, I mean, even though that, that streak is over, there's still a real good team coming into Bell MTS place on Thursday. And then you have the final matchup of the regular season against the Calgary Flames on Saturday. So obviously a real tough uh, road trip, but also a busy one at the rink. Uh, March 14th against the Boston Bruins is go green night. Uh, the second annual for the Winnipeg Jets. So lots of stuff around um, the environment and sustainability and just the ways that Bell MTS Place kind of continues to be one of those places that, you know, there's a number of things that they do. Around 100 pounds of cardboard recycled every day at Bell MTS Place, 2,000 pounds of kitchen scraps, coffee grinds, composted. There's a number of things that you'll be able to learn about that day. But the other one that's coming up this week on the 12th, uh, prior to the game against the San Jose Sharks is the uh, third initi- initiative that the Winnipeg Jets wives and girlfriends do uh, this season. It's called Lucky Pucks, where basically you can spend 40 bucks, you'll get an autographed puck, but some of them have some meet and greet uh, opportunities with them as well. And one of the things, Tyler, that kind of stands out to me is throughout the year, the wives and girlfriends do a really good job uh, of just finding ways to help uh, various community initiatives um, and it's something that uh, I think should really be applauded. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think a lot of the time, what happens is is they go out into the community, and and it's not highlighted in the in the in the local media and in the news. And, and I think that's a good thing. You know, they're they're out there doing their great work, and uh, happy to uh, welcome uh, Michaela Myers, Tyler Myers' mm-hmm. uh, wife, onto the show, and and uh, have her talk about uh, initiatives that are important to her and and the Lucky Pucks. All right, so without any further ado, here's that conversation between Michaela Myers and Jamie Thomas. Shop where the players shop. Jetsgear and TrueNorthShop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jetsgear locations or shop online at TrueNorthShop.com. This is Nikolai Ehlers. You're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Pleased to welcome to the uh, Ground Control podcast, uh, first appearance uh, for Michaela Myers. Michaela, welcome. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Uh, the main reason we brought you here is Lucky Puck is coming up on March 12th. That is a game against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the uh, the movement, what the reason behind this and what's going on on March 12th? Yeah, so we're actually at, it's 500 pucks, uh, limited edition, signed, and they're going for $40 a piece. And um, it's for the Movement Center, um, which obviously is uh, deep in my heart because my son actually goes there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And uh, so, yeah, ever since then, we've kind of looked into things. And we actually found out about the Movement Center from the gala, the mm-hmm. Jets gala. And so, yeah, we've been doing that. You were at the gala and you were talking to somebody, right? It was a random yes, setup. Yeah. So t- take me how that went through. So this is very... actually it was from Norva. Yeah. We were sitting at a table with her and Riddell, uh, yeah. she had mentioned um, the Movement Center and we actually had never heard about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so really grateful that we did hear about it because the next day I called and got more information about it. So it's a registered charity. And um, what they really work on is conductive education. So it's taking any 
children, adult, with either cerebral palsy, you know, MS, or people that have had strokes even. Mm -hmm. um, stuff to do with uh, physical mobility. So they help, I mean, Tristan goes once a week for three hours a day. So, which, that's a long time. And they yeah. teach him. Especially at two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they teach him, you know, how to put his shoes on and off by himself. And just learning those steps to walking, hopefully, one day. So, So that which led us to the Lucky Pucks, right? For this, yeah. is, And so, what is each fan, or what could a fan win when they when they purchase a Lucky Puck? So, they can win um, a signed jersey by Blake Wheeler, Dustin Bufflin, or Tyler Myers. And then there's a full team signed Heritage jersey as well. And then a stick that is signed um how quickly do these things sell out because I, I remember back on valentine's day things went really fast yeah they yeah. sell out usually before the game even starts that's just nuts i know so the yeah. doors open usually around five uh, six right yes yeah so you they, there's a beeline right to where you guys are yeah they're yeah. usually uh sold out pretty quick so if can you, you want them <laughs> can you believe how much the fans here love the jets like i imagine it, you see that when you have these type of absolutely yeah. yeah it's pretty amazing how diehard fans we have here which is fun to watch and mm -hmm. even be a part of um let's talk about tristan for a second i, I at two it's the it's the terrible twos and yeah the, the toddler stage that every parent would know about if they have kids um just the challenges with him now that he's learning tying his shoes is tough for anybody it took me forever but yeah. let's go on with the other challenges that you, yeah. you guys go through so he's obviously still not walking, mm -hmm. which I mean, when he was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, that is a big fear you have. Oh my gosh, you hear cerebral palsy, will my child ever walk? Mm -hmm. um, so that's an amazing thing that even the strides he's made since starting the movement center, he's has a little walker that he's pulling up on his, like on his own and walking around. So he's getting more independent, mm -hmm. I would say, which is very helpful for us as yeah, parents. No, no yeah. Question. Yeah. Um, is it? It must be put a smile on your face when you start to see those those improvements, right? Absolutely, yeah. Because there, it was a really hard period of time where he wasn't very mobile and he relied on me for everything. Mm -hmm. So seeing him being able to get up and even if I'm in the kitchen, walk over to the kitchen on his own is just amazing on in itself. I know that you've you've talked about this before. Tyler's away a lot, obviously, on the road. Yeah. Um, what about the support group that you have here in Winnipeg, which is very unique? Yeah, I mean, the group of girls here have really been amazing. I've made really, really great friends, lifelong friends here, mm -hmm. for sure. And it's just awesome having them. Even every time I go to the Movement Center, each one of them texts me asking me how it's been, how is it going, or is he making any improvements and stuff. So that's really nice to have that especially I'm not from here we don't have family here so that really is your family at the end of the day how often does your or Tyler's family come to visit then my mom and dad try and come once a month <laughs> yeah yeah that's great yeah, yeah. they try because they they don't want him to forget yeah so, uh, yeah, but Tyler's parents come every couple of months, too. So it's it's nice to have that. Well, and a nice break, I imagine, sometimes, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, let's talk about Tyler just for just for a moment here. Um, when you guys got traded here, what was that like? Um, I think it's hard leaving your friends and then coming into a place where you're not sure about. You don't know anybody from here and just kind of, 
you're going in blind. But honestly, the group here was so welcoming and so great. I know I got a text instantly from Brandy Ladd at the time and mm-hmm. Samantha Wheeler too. So just welcoming me to the team and stuff. So it's been great. Well, how about on that note, uh, the trade deadline just came. So yeah. there's a, there's new additions. Uh, yes. and there's, there's essentially five new players here. Yeah. That means f- four new wives or slash girlfriends, right? Yeah. So what is that process like? So actually, I just met uh, one of the girls the other day. Uh, she had just came in. So really just trying to be welcoming mm. and, and even just little things like, oh, where do you get your nails done? Where's a good place to go for dinner? Stuff like that. Just trying to help them out in any way possible to get to know the city themselves. I imagine you see the... Uh, the stress on their face when you first meet them and think back to when you first came here, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it is stressful going somewhere new, but I guess the only thing you could really ask for is somebody being like super welcoming and opening you into their family because at the end of the day, that's kind of what it is. How much better is it when the team has been successful the way it has been over the last 18 months? Yes, it's honestly, it's a lot of fun, I have to say, even going to the games and seeing the fans. And also playoffs last year was so much fun. That was first, like really getting to experience that was awesome. Was it now, when each day goes by, how much of the stress comes through in the family? Like um, things, everything is a hundred, times a hundred yeah. during the postseason. So what's the, what's the nuances like at home at that point i feel like if they're doing well and winning it's it's good yeah uh there's obviously those times where they're if they're losing and not doing well tyler will come home upset but he's pretty good at keeping it at the rink and not bringing it home to us what about for you for you do you take losses and wins you know what i'm getting at here yeah, I you, do. do you take losses hard or wins in a great way, or do you celebrate more than, say, Tyler would at that point? Um, we definitely take wins in a great way, us girls. We definitely yeah. have lots of fun, and we enjoy it. And it's obviously, you never like seeing the guys losing. So mm-hmm. if they lose, you're always bummed for them, right? Because yeah. it affects you, too. You're always upset for them. You're the first and, right? person they see. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh, no. Or if they don't have a good game, you're like, oh, no, that wasn't a good game. Right. You know, it's... You worry about stuff like that, so... What's the biggest difference between Tyler from the start, of, when you guys started getting together and then to now as, a, as an individual, as a person? That's a good question. Um, I think our lives have also changed quite yes. a bit. Yeah. So parenthood changed. Yeah, yeah, totally. And just being able to see him, even if he's having, you know, a rough time at the rink or anything like that, being able to come home and kind of push that to the side and be the dad he needs to be and mm-hmm. the husband and just kind of... And also, we've been through a lot. Yes. Like, our, with Tristan and everything, we've had a rough go. And seeing, you know, both of us kind of overcome that yeah. is, is really amazing. And to, to put away what's going on on the ice and to yeah, come home exactly. and do that, that's, that's a tough thing to change, right? Totally, yeah. Because, I mean, we have our worries on a day-to-day pace, basis mm-hmm. besides hockey, right? Yeah. With, with Tristan. So... That's really being able to come home and be focused on Tristan and us and seeing like the progression for him is really great. How many games do you guys come to or do you try to come to? I try. Well, I used to come to every home game before Tristan. And then now I try to come at least once a week, Mm -hmm. one home game a week. That's not bad. Yeah, no, Uh, no, can't complain. Does Tristan come sometimes? Sometimes. Right. Yeah, sometimes. We know again, the bedtime plays a large role in this. Yeah. Do you have a very big structure on this one? 
For the bedtime? Yeah. Um, are you a very structured person? Well, or are you very, you're movable I, on these things? I am, especially since we did sleep training. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we like to stick to the sleep training routine. You, sure. It just takes one time to miss that window and yeah. it ruins everything. So you're exactly. very conscious of the, yeah. of the windows. Yeah. And also it's more enjoyable for me when I come without him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can't see anything. Right, exactly. No, it's not. You're not watching the game. That's for sure. And as as the time goes by here, more and more kids start coming to the games. Yes, totally. Yeah. So how different is that as each child becomes integrated into into the games and into the rooms? Yeah, I think especially we have quite a few kids on the yeah. team too, which yeah. is great. So day games, it's packed with kids. Right. There's kids running around everywhere, so it's chaos, but it's fun too. Yeah, the family. I was talking with Brian Little recently, yeah. and he said he's a new father, and he said the big thing that changes your conversations start to change. Totally. Because instead of talking about what we're going to do on the road, he goes, I'm talking about which diapers I should get, which yeah. I found very funny from Brian. Yeah. So that must change a lot. Yes, In those absolutely. conversations with the wives and girlfriends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. So, and then you have a few that don't have any kids, mm-hmm. and then unfortunately, I feel like you're always talking about your kids to them. What else is there to talk right. about? Yeah. That's really, we all do it. And you look at each, what's, what's wrong with you? Don't you have kids. Yeah, exactly. So, Exactly. A person with no kids will clearly never understand what's going on. Until they have kids. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So another thing about the community here in Winnipeg, since it's so small and it's a small market, mm-hmm. what do you admire about that, especially going through the things you have gone with Tristan and, and Tyler? Yeah, I feel like we've had a lot of support, um, even throughout everything, uh, just with even the hospital that Tristan was at. The mm-hmm. support we got there was amazing. And even just stuff like at the movement center and, you know, with physio and the community and the team has been really helpful throughout that. Um, You obviously would meet people that are going through the same thing as you. Is there someone you could say off the top of your head that you share a lot of these moments with or that you enjoy or that you get some therapy out of talking to, I guess? Yeah, I mean, to the girls, I always kind of, I have my few girls that I can kind of vent to and release. It's always difficult because um, Tristan's are normal, okay. right? To them, their normal is a very different thing. So mm-hmm. I find my support actually is through the Movement Center mm-hmm. because there is those moms and dads there who understand what you're going through. And so even take example, like Tristan doesn't do well in loud open areas Mm -hmm. and it's just too overstimulating for him and for them that's a normal thing because I talk to the other parents there and they say yeah our child does the exact same thing it will get better it's just so I think going back and forth through the movement center and just being able to talk and even say hey is this does your kid do this is this normal and they say yeah you know what it is for us because our normal is so different Mm -hmm. yeah and I guess that kind of when you go into an, every new situation or new place, yeah. there's an extra set of uh, an extra, a different type of stress. Totally, yeah, for sure, there is. But um, I mean, the group of girls here, I just can't stress enough how great they are and supportive, and just the help we've gotten through from even from the team mm-hmm. and just stuff like that. It's been really amazing. Paul Maurice is a very unique coach, a very unique person. Is that kind of from top to bottom the way you would uh, you know? discuss the Winnipeg Jets organization yeah 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 the support you get yes totally absolutely yeah the support and everything just like the community of the team is really great 
Well, um, I know we're all looking forward to the playoffs this year. Yes. Is there anything else you want to get out of the way, get off, uh, talk about here before we get we, we sign off? Um, I don't think so, unless no. you have any other questions. I'm not good. No? All no. right. All right. Thanks, Michaela. I appreciate <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. 50-50 tickets are now available online for all Winnipeg Jets games. Buy yours before the start of the third period by visiting tnyf.ca slash 5050 in support of the True North Youth Foundation. So a big thank you to Michaela Myers for taking time out of her busy schedule, not only as a mom, but as, you know, someone that's heavily involved with the Winnipeg Jets uh, wives and girlfriends and all the initiatives that they do. For more information on Lucky Pucks, so you can be ready to go uh, for the big day, head to winnipegjets.com. Uh, also, one of the big things coming up uh, this week, Nikolai Ehlers becomes the next member of the Winnipeg Jets bobblehead club, if you will. That's mm-hmm. also uh, coming up uh, on Tuesday against the Sharks. Do you collect bobbleheads? Do you collect anything? Uh, I don't really collect bobbleheads uh, anymore. I have a, a pretty big collection of the 2002 Canadian Olympic team bobblehead set. My collecting um, thing is I collect lanyards, as you know, uh, at every arena stadium that I go to so um, luckily quite fortunate in this job uh, I have just about every NHL rink I forgot I can't believe this I forgot in Tampa to go look unbelievable yeah uh, we a good co-worker would have you know known that that is something that you do and absolutely brought it up and this will be coming up <laughs> in your review uh, but no it uh, collecting the lanyards is cool and uh, how about yourself uh, for me it's mostly media credentials um, much I think to the chagrin of my uh, of my wife at some point, I think early on she was definitely behind it because it was you know something new that I was uh, that I was doing in this job. And now though, when she's finding it, finding them in like drawers everywhere and inside suit jackets, and yeah, stuff. they start to litter the house a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, big Nikolai Ehlers bobblehead night uh, coming up. It's also a, a big homestand uh, for the Winnipeg Jets, San Jose, Boston. Calgary, three big tests coming up, Tyler. Yeah, like you said, it, I think this is truly one of the ultimate tests on on the schedule for the Winnipeg Jets. You have San Jose, who's been a really good team. Uh, you have Boston, who just came off, uh, I believe it was a 19-game uh, point streak. And then also Calgary, who the Winnipeg Jets haven't been able to solve this year. Uh, you look back at the game against San Jose um, prior to the Eastern Canada road trip, uh, Winnipeg surrendered a, a third period lead to San Jose, and that is sort of what started um, this next segment of the schedule. I think that's a, a game that sort of you can look back on and and sort of see um, where some of these trends possibly came from. But I I look at this homestand is a way to sort of get back on track, write that ship, find the game that you know you can play, and and I think we definitely saw. Uh, large portions of that on this mm-hmm. previous four game road trip. So, uh really excited for the home or for the current homestand. Uh, how about yourself? What are you looking for? Well, Paul Maurice uh, often references there's a five game homestand and a six game stretch uh, last March that he felt the team really took a huge step and actually oddly enough Boston was part of that homestand. So, the Brandon Tanev hat trick. Yes, exactly. And uh so I'm looking forward to to seeing if this could be the the opportunity. I've asked kind of a couple of players about that. And they said, it's just, you know, it could be, it could be an opportunity for that. It's just a matter of, they just want to establish some consistency. And of course they want to get healthy. I mean, uh, Dustin Bufflin was on the, the four game road trip that we were just on, came home. Paul Murray said it wasn't really necessarily a setback. He 
It's just after a certain amount of time with the injury, they felt there was another bit of treatment that they could do. Uh, so they wanted to make sure Bufflin got back and had that done uh, as quickly as possible. Joe Morrow has also uh, been skating with the team. Uh, so he's kind of slowly getting closer to a return. The only difficult part is practice time. There just isn't a whole lot nope. uh, just because of the uh, how busy the schedule is for the Jets. So lots, uh, lots to be interested about this week as the Jets continue a real uh, difficult stretch in their schedule. Uh, but the other thing that we do have to touch on before we wrap things up here on Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, is Jets Rewards. All you faithful Jets Rewards members have been listening intently, not only for the great sizzling takes from no, Tyler. They, fa- they definitely <laughs> fast-forwarded. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, but your word this week, head to jetsrewards.ca, and for your Jets Rewards points, enter the promo code CAPTAIN. That's your promo code this week is Captain. And Captain Blake Wheeler and the Winnipeg Jets, big homestand coming up. Uh, you know they'll be ready for it. So, Tyler, thank you for taking some time on your off day. Really appreciate it. And your off day as well. Just hard workers, you know? Yeah, Real off day workers. Mondays. <laughs> That's it for this week. We'll see you next week on Ground Control. This is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com.